The Productive Woman, Episode 124. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. I have been so looking forward to sharing this episode with you. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my conversation with artist and author Kara Benz, also known, especially among the bullet journaling community, as Boho Berry. You'll find more information about Kara, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 124. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. I am thrilled to be welcoming FreshBooks back as a sponsor of The Productive Woman. They're a returning sponsor, and I'm very grateful for that. I've been using and loving their great service for several months now, and now they've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better. Those of you who are freelancers, who run a small business, maybe you're a solopreneur, you owe it to yourself to check this out. It's just pretty awesome. You know, we all know the working world has changed and is continuing to change with the growth of the internet and uh, all that's offered there. There are more opportunities than ever for folks who want to run their own business, to employ themselves and control their schedules and their lives. And to meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their already amazing cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. So you can get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized with your finances, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, I mean, even somebody who's not a number person like me finds it very simple and intuitive, but it's also packed full of really powerful features to help you manage your business money in the simplest and easiest way. You can create and send customized professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds using your company colors and logo to make it look just perfect. You can set up online payment with just a couple of clicks so your customers and clients can pay you online just by clicking a button in the email that they get when your invoice goes out, which gets you paid on average up to four days faster. You can see when your client has seen your invoice. There's tracking available When you log into FreshBooks, it's got this great dashboard that lets you see at a glance all the information you need to know to know how your business is doing, including knowing whether an invoice has been seen, you know, where the money is, that sort of thing. It has a feature for time tracking, which is really awesome if you uh, do a business, you know, like me for, I don't use this for my law practice because I'm at a large firm that handles this, but if I was an, you know, a self-employed attorney, Uh, where I bill clients based on the time I spend on their work, FreshBooks has this great time tracking feature in it. So if that's uh, useful for your business, it's there. It's offered for you. It's got, as I said, this awesome dashboard that when you log in, you see everything you need to know. So it's pretty great. Well, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the Productive Woman listeners 
to claim it. If you are running a business and you want to see how FreshBooks can help you manage the money piece of it more easily, you just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and then enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. So that's all there is to it. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think when you've tried it out. I, Like I said, I use it. I love it uh, for my productive woman business and real happy with the service. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think. And thanks so much to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. And now let's get right into my conversation with author and artist Kara Benz. I am so excited to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Kara Benz, and some of you know who Kara is. She is the artist and author behind Boho Berry, where she inspires her readers to lead a more centered, fulfilled, and inspired life. She runs a successful sticker shop on Etsy called Boho Berry Papery with all kinds of neat stuff available, and she is an inspiring voice in the bullet journaling community with well over 80,000 people including me, subscribe to her YouTube channel, which features her bullet journaling video tutorials. She's a military spouse and a mom, and she's basically a busy woman just like the rest of us. So I have been so looking forward to talking with her about how she manages her own busy life. So welcome, Kara. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. It's such a pleasure to be here. I love your podcast, and I'm so excited to dive in and just chat about all things productivity. It's one of my favorite, favorite topics. Yeah, well, you talk a lot about uh, different elements or aspects of productivity on your own website and in the things you do, so um, I'm excited to hear all about that. But let's start for for those you know few people that maybe don't know who you are, uh, who listen, and I have to back up and say, I first found out about you because I always ask my listeners, who would you like me to talk to? And I had several people email me and tell me about you. Uh, and so then I, you know, looked into your website and stuff and ultimately, you know, got my own bullet journal, but that's a different story. So, but for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, um, you covered a lot of the bases in the intro. I was totally impressed with that, by the way. Um, Actually, for me, my journey has been kind of a roller coaster. I started off, um, I was a waitress and bartender in the service industry for about 15 years before I started doing what I do now. And that was a really, really busy uh, career for me as well. I worked my way up. I was in management and things along those lines. But something kind of happened about a year and a half ago. And I decided, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to do something on my own. I really wanted to inspire other women to kind of have the courage to pursue their passions as well. So I started my own little passion project, which was Boho Berry. And it actually started as a jewelry shop on Etsy. I was making bohemian style jewelry, leather wrap bracelets and things like that. And (laughs) I ended up researching. I'm a huge researcher. So I went online. I was like, what do I need to do to promote my shop and all this? And the number one thing I saw was start a blog. So I started a blog and my idea was just to kind of share my process of making my jewelry with people. And that kind of fell a little flat. And I decided one day I was going to write a blog post about personal development and my own journey. And everything kind of snowballed from there. I started writing a lot about personal development. I got into the bullet journal system. I started blogging about that. 
And I really have been on this massive journey in the last year and a half of my own personal development and kind of taking everyone along with me on the way. And the jewelry fell by the wayside and I kind of blossomed into what I'm doing now. But it's really, really been such an amazing journey and I'm so grateful every day for it. Yeah, when I when I look at your website and all the things that you're doing and that you know the the body of work that you've amassed already, it's surprising to me that you really <laughs> haven't been doing this stuff that long. Yeah, it's really only been about a year and a half and I really threw myself into it and I kind of do that when I have I mean, I do it with everything, little passion projects that I take on and most of the time I follow them really passionately for a few weeks, maybe even a few months. And then I kind of fall off and find something else. And this has been the one big thing that has just stuck with me and driven me day after day. And I just love it. Well, and you're you're contributing a lot to uh, to the world for the rest of us. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, I always think it's kind of helpful for us to have a little bit of context when when we're listening to somebody talk about productivity kinds of things and what you do to stay productive. It, it's nice to have the context of, of how that fits into your life. So if there is such a thing, can you tell us maybe what a typical day might be like for you? Yeah, you know, I've actually kind of honed in a pretty typical day in the last few months, actually. Um, since opening my Etsy shop, I became so much busier. Um, and <laughs> I really, I wake up every morning, I go through a morning routine. Um, you may have heard of it, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And in his book, The Miracle Morning, he talks about this morning routine. And it's six steps you take every morning to start off your morning on the right foot. And I do that every single morning. It starts with meditation, uh, affirmations, visualization, writing, and more journaling and exercise. And after that, that normally takes me a couple hours. My whole morning consists of making stickers and basically producing all of the kind of admin stuff that I need to do in the morning. And then after lunch is my creative time. So I get most of my main work done in the morning. And then after lunch is where I write, I draw, I create new products. So it's my creative space in the afternoon. And then my husband comes home from work and we have dinner and relax and go to bed. So that's a pretty typical day for me. That's interesting that you do your creative work in the afternoon. So many people, you know, will say, oh, you've got to do, you know, save the mornings for that kind of stuff. But obviously, you found a system that works for you. And, and there really aren't any rules about when you should yeah. do this stuff. Yeah, definitely no rules. I think even with that morning routine I was talking about, there's no rule that says you have to do it in the morning. If you want to do all those things in the evening, you could too. But for me, I've found, I've always been a morning person. And I think it's just habit from years and years of working out in the real world that, you know, I wake up, I do my thing in the morning, and then I get to work. And to me, that work is getting my orders fulfilled, getting my emails responded to, doing all my social media and things like that. And then once my work is done, then that's my afternoon more creative time is allowed to come out. If I started with that, I would feel guilty all morning about all the work that I have looming later in the afternoon. So that's just what works for me. Yeah. And you, I mean, I, I know that you do a ton of work in terms of the, the video tutorials and things that you do. Do you, um, do you like theme the days or do you have your week kind of divided up in terms of 
I do video work on these days. I do writing, or 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 is it just a little bit every day? How do you, how do you structure your week? Yeah, for the most part, I do theme my days. So I know uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is when I like to ship my orders. So Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday is when I print and cut and pack and ship them so they're ready to go. And then I kind of do the same thing because I have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule for my blog and YouTube. So those in-between days are when I'm filming and editing or writing. And then the day the post or video goes live, that's when I'm doing most of the social media and the promo. So my days are kind of themed along those lines. Yeah. Well, you do so much great work. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you're you're obviously in the year and a half you've been doing this, you've, you've spent some time thinking about how, you know, how it works best for you to get all this stuff done. Your videos are so much fun to watch. And so um, I, I look forward to when they come out because you're just, I always learn something from it. And, yeah. and I have to say, I love your desk, by the way. We're, you know, obviously <laughs> the listeners can't hear this, but if you ever watch her videos, you see she's got this really neat kind of, is it teal? A teal color yeah, desk? Yeah, it's a teal desk. People ask me about it all the time. And I actually, I got it on one of those for sale pages on Facebook uh, secondhand for like $50. And I sent my husband a text message and was like, I need you to pick this up for me. And then I refinished it. And it's kind of become a staple of Boho Berry now, the yeah, desk. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Well, so you've got all this stuff that you do, um, and and you're obviously a productive person in the sense of producing a lot. Um, but everybody's life has, you know, is a little bit different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter to that person. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your your time, your life, your space, whatever? Yeah, I think. Time management as a whole has been a huge struggle for me because, like you said, I do have a lot going on. I kind of struggle with saying no to certain things sometimes or when an idea pops up in my head that sounds awesome, I just want to go pursue it and I kind of let other things fall to the wayside. So that's something I've been trying to kind of narrow my path a little bit going forward because I have found myself in situations where I have so many looming deadlines and most of them are deadlines that I impose on myself. And actually having to sit back and go, okay, Kara, it's okay to let go a little bit. And, you know, no one's holding a knife to my head saying that I need to get this video out by Friday. It's okay if it comes out on Saturday. Um, things like that, that I've had to kind of let go of and take it a little bit easier on myself in order to not feel quite so stressed. And that's something it took me quite a little while to learn. <laughs> You know, I think that's a challenge for a lot of us. There are so many things that we want to do uh, on top of the things that we feel that we need to do and, and trying to find that, you know, where does everything fit in the in the overall scheme of things is, is can be a challenge. And I would imagine, I don't consider myself a particularly uh, creative person, or at least I'm not an artistic person, um, and you are. And so I can imagine... Uh, I, I, I have this image in my head of people who are very artistic as you are getting these ideas and these inspirations and wanting to just kind of go after that and create whatever it is that came to your mind. Yeah, and part of it for me too is that so much of what I do for fun and for myself and relaxation 
translates so well to my blog and to my YouTube channel that it's sometimes hard for me to separate work and play, which is a blessing and a curse because one great thing is I can go off and play for a few hours with some new inks and pens and things like that. And then I can turn around and take pictures of that and use that or write a whole blog post about it. But then sometimes when I'm playing, I catch myself constantly thinking, how can I make this work with the blog or with YouTube? And I don't let myself enjoy it as much as I would have if it was just me time. So there's kind of a balancing act there for me that I don't think a lot of people probably have between work and downtime. Well, I th- you know, I think you're probably right, because for a lot of us, our playtime is completely separate from what we do, you know, for work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't generally, I like being a lawyer, but I don't generally just for fun, like read cases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> well, when I'm really, really tired, and I need to sleep, I can't sleep. <laughs> They're real helpful for that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So in, in managing your time and, and doing all that, um, aside from the fact, obviously, that you use a bullet journal, are there any other particular tools that you like or resources that you go to that help you with that challenge of managing your time and all these varying um, uh, commitments that you've made? Yes, definitely. Uh, One of my favorites is actually an app that I use on my iPhone. Unfortunately, it's iOS only, but I do believe there's some similar apps out there for Android users, but it's called A-Tracker. And it's a great app for kind of tracking where you spend your time. It's really easy to set up different categories of where your time is going. And just at the hit of a button, you can start recording your time for whatever you're working on. And I started playing with it a few months ago and then kind of fell off. And then I really kind of took a good look at my entire work schedule and how I'm spending my time. And I was like, okay, I want to really get a concrete idea of where is all my time going? How much time am I actually spending on social media and things like that that distract me from the real work for me, which is content creation. So I started using that and tracking it in conjunction with the app, I was tracking it in my bullet journal. At the end of the month, I had this kind of uh, snapshot of where all my time went throughout the month. And then I could analyze and see, okay, where can I spend a little less time? And I hired an assistant recently, a virtual assistant. So I was like, what can I start delegating to her to kind of free up my time for what's important? So that's been a huge, huge help for me in the last couple of months. And it's actually helped me to kind of form that schedule I was talking about with the mornings and afternoons, trying to decide where where to spend my time that was most important to me. So I love that. Yeah, that's such a great idea. And it's something we've talked about on the show before that that becoming a truly productive person in the sense of, you know, managing your life in a way that lets you get to the things that that are most important to you, um, it starts with awareness. It starts with you know, that awareness of what am I actually doing? Where am I actually spending my time? We think we know, but uh, sometimes we're surprised. You know, we think, oh, I only watch, you know, 20 minutes of TV a week, and then you do something like that, and you find <laughs> out, well, 20 minutes, you know, maybe more like, you know, 10 hours, or, yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. And so having a tool like that, whether it's an app or whether you just jot notes in a, you know, on a piece of paper, just to become aware, that, that really is a starting point, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I think that translates really well to other areas of our lives, too. For example, uh, when you're going to go over a budget or try to set up a budget for the first time, what's the first thing you do? You track your spending for a week or a month to see where your money is actually going, and then you make it a, make a budget according to that. So I think of this kind, kind of as a time budget, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's a great idea. I am going to want to talk about bullet journaling, but but before we get to that, what other tools or resources um, do you find useful? Uh, I love an app called Trello, which I'm sure you're probably pretty familiar with, but I use Trello to manage my editorial calendar and kind of keep track of what I'm going to be doing on what days. I pretty much, first thing I do when I come to my computer in the morning is open up Trello and see what's on the list, what's coming up soon, what are my deadlines, and that kind of helps me to prioritize my day. But besides that, really, it's just me and my bullet journal, so I can't wait yeah. to get into that. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. One of the, you, you obviously are very known uh, for your work about bullet journaling, and as I mentioned to you, I first learned about you when I, you know, in response to my periodic reminders to my listeners that I want, want their suggestions of who, who would they like me to talk to. A couple of different people in unrelated situations mentioned you, and so I was kind of looking into what you were doing and spent a, a good afternoon watching a bunch of your videos <laughs> and eventually got my own, you know, little Yay. notebook that I can't pronounce <laughs> the name of. <laughs> I can't either. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, so started, and I did an episode, um, you know, a few episodes ago about my kind of experimenting with with bullet journaling, and I'm still going at it. But one of the things that really, I was sold on the work you were doing when I was going through your videos, and this was like several months ago, you did a video about, and let me see, I put a note here because I just thought there was, it was a few months ago, about the idea that there is no one right way to bullet journal. Yes. And we'll, we'll go back in a minute to, to talk about, for those who don't know, what bullet journaling is. But talk about that. You were very passionate about that. Absolutely. And the bullet journal is, it's such a flexible system. And the creator of the bullet journal himself, Ryder Carroll, has said that there is no right way. If you're doing it and it's working for you, then you're doing it right. And I was seeing a lot of kind of criticism coming up online in different social communities where if a bullet journal had a lot of doodles and it was really, really pretty, they were saying that that wasn't really a bullet journal anymore. It's more of, you know, an art journal or a DIY planner and things like that. And then there were others that were so minimalist, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, it's not even pretty. And But that's not the point. The point is, if it works for you, if it's keeping you productive, if it's keeping you on task, then you're doing it right. And that's what I'm so passionate about, making sure that everyone knows that there is absolutely no wrong way, no wrong way to do it. And that was such, and I will, I'll put a link to that particular YouTube video in the show notes because it really was very encouraging to me because, you know, as I was watching your videos, learning about bullet journaling, I went to the official bullet journal website and read through all of that. Um, and of course, there, there are, there's a whole community on Instagram sharing, you know, pages and things like that. And certainly on YouTube, lots of you and others talking about it. 
and my initial reaction was, well, that's pretty cool, but I can't draw like that. My handwriting doesn't look like that. I don't know if I can do that. And that, that particular video we've been talking about pushed me over the edge to give it a try. Good. Yeah. And that's one thing I get that so much where people watch my videos and they'll comment and say, oh, I can't write like you. I can't draw like you. I I can't bullet journal. I'm like, that's not true. Stop it. Stop it. And so talk a little bit about how you use your bullet journal. I mean, you know, we don't, obviously people can go to your YouTube channel and I encourage them to do that because it's, it's one of those things that seeing it in action uh, is very, very helpful. But talk, talk a little bit about how you use it as your primary tool for managing your time like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, for me, my bullet journal is my brain. I have never had a very good memory. So that was the number one draw to me was having one book where I can write everything down. Uh, As far as productivity goes, the main way that I use it is just making sure that I know exactly what I need to do next, breaking down my projects into actionable steps. And what I do is every night I'll sit down with my bullet journal before bed, about half an hour before bed, and I'll sit down and I'll look at my to-do list from the current day and I'll create a new to-do list for the next day. I'll migrate any tasks over. If there's anything I didn't finish, I'll migrate that over and make sure that I have a good picture of what my next day is going to look like and what I need to get done. And I'll pull those tasks from various different collections in my bullet journal, like different projects and uh, different like calendars and stuff that I have in there. But the great thing about doing it that way is I wake up in the morning, I go through my morning routine like we talked about, and then I can just hit the ground running. I don't have to sit there and think like, what do I need to do today? Oh my gosh. I feel like when you can just hit the ground running and know exactly what needs to get done, it helps so, so much. And I think that's where the biggest advantage of the bullet journal is for me. How did you migrate towards or gravitate towards a bullet journal, a a notebook, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, in this digital age, an app for for keeping track of your to-dos? Yeah, it's it's funny because I remember I was telling you before we started recording about um, my time in property management. And when I was in property management, they actually sent me to this Franklin Covey training. And so that was kind of my first introduction to planners was the Franklin Covey system. And I loved that for a few years. And then I kind of fell off once I got into my bar and restaurant industry days. I really didn't have the need to do a whole lot of planning. And then once I started my blog and all of that, this past year, I really, I felt like I needed a way to plan. So I went to Staples and I looked for planners and I really couldn't find anything that I loved. And I decided to go online and do a search and I just kind of stumbled across the bullet journal. And I was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. I was like, I can create my own layouts. I don't have to be stuck with the same thing every week. Cause I don't know about you if you've used a lot of different planners, but What I hear from a lot of people and a lot of my experience with planners is I'll use it religiously for about a week or two, and then I'll fall off. And then you have all those empty pages, all those empty days where it looks like you didn't do anything. Oh, it's terrible. It just hurts so bad. (laughs) But yeah, with the bullet journal, the great thing is, you know, if you miss a day or two, fine, just move to the next line, the next page, and you can keep going and not worry about it. And there's no wasted space. You're not 
killing any more trees than you have to. And, and it's great. I mean, you can really recreate it week after week to work for you. If something's not working, you just go to the next page and move on. Try again. That's what I love about it. And that's, it's interesting for me because I am, as I've said, a tech geek and I love my apps and I, you know, I carry my iPhone everywhere and, and I have a digital calendar and I have a digital task manager, project manager, and I still use those things. Um, And that's kind of where my master list of projects and tasks are, uh, lives, but I'm really liking using the bullet journal um, because it's like it narrows the focus for me. It's in, if, because I'm in a stage of life with the various things going on that I'll go look in OmniFocus, which is where my main uh, project list lives, and you know my eyes cross because there's just so much in there. But with the bullet journal, I got one page to look at that's, this is just the stuff I've decided I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. And although I'm not artistic, I'm finding it very kind of therapeutic on Sunday evenings is when I'll sit down and do the the spread for the next week. And mm-hmm. to do, I, you know, I, I still use a ruler to do the lines and everything, but there's just something about picking what colors I'm, because I, I use some color and choosing what colors I'm going to use and writing things in. It's just, it's like it slows my breathing down a little bit. Yes. Yes. And that's, mm -hmm. that's one thing that for me, especially in my nightly routine, that's kind of what I do at the end of the night that kind of slows me down and gets me ready for bed. Because I turn off all electronics, and then I just go straight to my bullet journal, and I'm able to kind of relax into it. And then I do the same thing, actually. Sunday night is when I do kind of review my week, and then I plan for the upcoming week and do my big weekly spread. So I see what appointments and events and things I have coming up. But it's funny because people always tell me how artistic and pretty my bullet journal is. And to me, yeah, I add those things in, but it really doesn't take up that much time for me to add them in. The majority of my time in my bullet journal is actually spent planning. It's absolutely function over fashion for me. Yeah. Well, and and for those of us who maybe don't feel like we're creative enough to come up with layouts and spreads and pages and all this uh, collections and all the various things. Um, what I've had a lot of fun doing and wasted some time, I'll admit, um, <laughs> you know, snooping around in Pinterest uh, for ideas. You, and, and so I'll, I'll use the same spread for several weeks and then I'll decide I want to do something different. And, you know, I always look forward to, because you do your, uh, you call them plan with me. for each month. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about what that's all about. Yeah, I do the plan with me video. I do that at the end of every month. And it's the idea behind it is so that people can kind of watch along and get their bullet journals ready for the next month along with me, which is really fun. But I really enjoy kind of showing my process and showing especially showing my thought process behind how I'm setting up my bullet journal each month. Because I've had a couple of months where it stayed the same, but for the most part, there's always small tweaks and adjustments. And I love being able to film that video and kind of talk to people about why. And my hope there is not that people will just say, oh, Kara's doing this, I'm going to copy her. But my hope is that by me discussing my why and what's going on in my brain when I'm deciding to change things around, people will start to think on their own and say, 
oh, yeah, you know, maybe I could do this. Oh, this wasn't really working for me. And so they can see that it's okay to change it up. It's okay to make mistakes even, which I do a lot. (laughs) But, yeah, I like kind of having that why aspect to it, not just the, oh, that's pretty, let's do that. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's supposed to be a tool, a functional (laughs) tool to help you manage your your mind your your day your time and all of those sorts of things and and I'm certainly finding it to be that way and I really appreciate the work you put into um you know sharing your thought processes and helping those of us who are I'll say artistically challenged um, (laughs) come up with something that you know sometimes I feel like it's kind of pretty it's not you know it's not yeah you know you might surprise yourself because what When I started, I really didn't think I was that artistic at all. I thought I was artistically challenged. And it's really just, it kind of awoke a passion in me, having that pen to paper all the time in my bullet journal. I was like, okay, like I want to perfect this doodle or learn how to write this way. And I started like relearning how to write in cursive when I started Mm -hmm. bullet journaling because I wanted that pretty script that everybody else had. Um, So it kind of awoke a passion in me and it really has driven actually a lot of my blog and YouTube is kind of that passion for pursuing what you want your journal to look like. And you can do that in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be artistic. You could go with the straight minimalist style and all of that and have a passion for making it minimalist. But I just think it's so cool to see how people get so passionate about their personal bullet journals. I love it. Yeah. And I've had uh, a a lot of uh, listeners who've commented either in an email to me or we have a a Productive Woman Community Facebook group that's kind of a, a, a private group for any listener can join it. But a lot of them have been commenting lately about how they started it because they heard me talk about it. And I kind of have pointed them to you. And you know, if there's a listener who's thinking, well, this sounds interesting. I've never heard of this before, but maybe I'd like to give it a shot. Where would you, where, where would you tell somebody to start or how would you tell my, them to start? Yeah. My top thing I always tell people is go straight to the source, go straight to bulletjournal.com and learn those basics. There's a little tab up at the top that says, start here, click on that and start there. <laughs> it's, it's really, really simple. And it doesn't take long to get familiar with the system, how it works, how the bullets work, how migrating tasks, the index, all those little components that make the bullet journal a bullet journal. And once you get familiar with that, I always tell people, take a random notebook they have laying around the house and just practice in that for a couple of days because there's nothing worse. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but you open a brand new notebook and you're just terrified yeah. to start because you don't want to mess it up. And even I do that. And every time I open a new notebook, I'm like, oh gosh, like I really just don't want to mess this up. So I'll go off and practice in something else before. And I think that really helps to kind of ease that fear when you're getting started And then after that, I would say go to my YouTube channel. I have a whole series called Bullet Journal 101, Mm. and it starts from the very, very basic. It shows a full minimalist bullet journal, like the very basic, no doodles, no extras, none of the modified collections and all that other crazy stuff you see on Pinterest. And then the final video is uh, how to make it your own. So that goes more into all those fancy collections and things like that. But it's a good starting point as well, right after you go to bulletjournal.com. Yeah, and I will definitely put links to all that in the show notes for this episode so people can check it out. 
Well, let me ask this as we're sort of moving towards wrapping up. You, you obviously, you have a lot of things going on. You have a system in place that works for you and you're accomplishing a lot. But even with all that, you know, here's the question I ask every guest. Um, and I love, love this question. Listeners love this question because we learn something <laughs> different every time. So even with all you know how to do and all your systems and processes, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had anybody say, no, I never have a day like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to be honest here, yeah, right? I mean, right. we all we all get overwhelmed. I've had it happen even over the summer. I actually took a couple of weeks off from blogging and YouTube and everything else because I was just getting so overwhelmed and I had a lot going on in my personal life. I took my daughter on a two-week road trip around the East Coast of the U.S. and I just had so much going on and so overwhelmed. I finally just had to take a step back and say, okay, it's okay to take a break. I'll come back at it with fresh eyes. And that's really, that was on a grander scale. But on a daily basis, if I have a day like that, I have no problem with just turning the computer off, putting everything on the back burner and watching Netflix for a little bit and kind of taking my mind off of it. I find that when I do that, when I take a break, even if it's half an hour to an hour, and come back at everything with fresh eyes, I'm able to kind of get going again. But anytime I feel overwhelmed, I always just take a step back if I can, get some breathing room, kind of recenter myself. Maybe I'll do some meditation or watch some Bob Ross on Netflix is my favorite thing right now. <laughs> and then, yeah, come back to it with fresh eyes. That's always the best way. Yeah. I, and it's something we need to give ourselves permission to do. Something. I, I think that's great advice. So Kara, um, what is on the horizon for you? Any new projects in the works or, or anything coming up that you want to share with us? Yeah, yeah I do. I'm actually, um, I have joined up with one of my favorite uh, creative business bloggers. Her name is Kayla Hollitz, and she runs Create Lounge, which is a really successful Twitter chat. And she's creating a Create Lounge website with guest contributors. So I'm going to be contributing to that blog around once a month. And I'm really excited that I'm going to be the personal development expert there. So I'm really, really excited about that. And then also I've started kind of coming up with ideas to teach some courses, maybe on Skillshare uh, or one of those websites like that, where I can kind of share uh, productivity tools and tips and things along those lines. So I'm really excited about those two things. And of course, my Etsy shop just keeps me <laughs> crazy busy right now. So I'm trying not to have too much coming up on the horizon because of that. But yeah. yeah. And so where can people connect with you online? If they want to find out what you're doing and, and, and learn more about you, where's the best yes. place to go? Um, my home online is definitely Instagram. I absolutely love Instagram. I'm boho.berry on there. And if you want to keep up with like up to the minute what's going on with me, that's the best place because I post on there a ton. <laughs> and then the other best way is if you're interested to join the Boho Berry tribe, that's my email list. But we also have a Facebook group 
probably pretty similar to your community. And it's just such a positive and encouraging place. We do talk a lot about bullet journals, but it's kind of all encompassing. So everything is allowed there, whether you're a bullet journalist or not. If you want to join a group of super, super positive women, that's one of my favorite places online. Great. And I, again, I'll put links to all those th- places in the show notes so folks can t- find you and say hi. Um, this has been so great that we could probably talk <laughs> for a lot more time, but I want to be respectful of your time. Before we wrap up, let me ask this. Do you, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for a little help in getting the things done that she cares about and, and making a life that matters as we talk about on the show. Any, any last thoughts for her or him? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing is to really determine what is it that you're most passionate about and have those priorities in place so that you can really prioritize where you want to spend your time the most. And I think once you have that solid foundation and that solid vision, I think everything else can kind of fall into place. You can pick up projects based around your passion. You can break those down into tasks and then you have an action plan. But I think you kind of have to start from that higher level and really determine what is it that drives you and what is it that you really want to do and what kind of impact do you want to make on the world and break it down from there. I think that's great advice. Sarah, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. It was such a pleasure, Laura. Thank you so, so much. Well, it was so much fun to talk with Kara, and I am so grateful that she took the time out of a really busy schedule to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her own busy life and just those great suggestions and and encouraging words for the rest of us. Be sure you check out the show notes uh, at theproductivewoman.com slash 124, where you're going to find links for how you can get in touch with Kara online and see all the great stuff she's doing uh, and and also learn you know some of the tools that she uses and that she talked about in the show. Uh, but what about you? Do you have any any uh, questions for Kara? Any feedback on the things that she talked about? We'd love to hear from you, and I'll make sure any comments that you send uh, get put in front of her as well. You can share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes. Again, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash 124, or you can post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Facebook page. And if you're not there with us already, go to the Woman com slash group and click on the join button and I'll be sure and approve your request and get you in there to be part of a really fun conversation that we have there. If you would like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I look forward to hearing from you. If you enjoyed this episode or just enjoy the podcast in general, I would love it if you would help me spread the word. I want to build this community, uh, engage more women, and men are welcome to, of course, uh, everywhere except in the Facebook group, um, and, and expand the conversation amongst more of us to talk about how we can be productive and uh, in a meaningful way and make a life that matters. So you can help me spread the word by telling your friends about it. If you've got friends who are interested in making a life that matters in, in learning and talking about productivity, show them how to subscribe. 
share this episode using the social sharing buttons on the website. And I want to say, uh, somebody's asked me about this, that maybe it's not as clear or as uh, obvious as I thought it was. But if you go to theproductivewoman.com, on the main page of the website, you see a list of all the episodes, starting with the most recent one at the top and kind of working your way through. And just to be clear, if you're on that page, if you click on the episode title, that will take you to the page where you'll find the show notes, where you find all these links and all of that. So you can get there that way, or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash, and then the episode number, and that'll take you to where the show notes are. But on the show notes for every episode, there are these buttons that you can click to share that episode on your Facebook page or on Twitter or Google Plus if you're there on Pinterest. And that's just a way to get the word out. And I, I really, I thought this was such a fun conversation with Kara. I hope you'll consider sharing this episode with your social network. And the other thing you can do to help us spread the word and uh, help encourage me um, would be to leave a review in iTunes if you haven't done that yet. You can go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you right there. Uh, there's a button there that says ratings and reviews. And if you click on that tab, it'll it'll give you a button where you can write a review. Just a couple sentences would be really great. I'd like to... Uh, give a shout out to Deanna Piercy, a listener and a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, uh, who left a really nice five-star review very recently, say, calling it my favorite podcast. And she says, I've been listening to Laura's podcasts for quite a while now, but usually in the car. I always mean to come and leave a review, but never seem to get around to it. Today, I finished listening to one in the house and decided that I wasn't going to put it off any longer. Not only is the information provided in each podcast valuable and helpful, but Laura's kindness and genuineness shines through and makes me feel like I'm listening to a friend. As a lifelong researcher myself, I appreciate the time she puts in to that aspect of the podcast. Thank you, Laura. Your efforts are appreciated. And thank you, Deanna. This is one of those very rare cases where, I mean, I didn't know she was going to leave a review, but most people who leave reviews have just kind of a use an alias. Uh, so this is one of the few reviews that I read that I actually knew who left it. And I, I guess I want to throw out there that Deanna has a wonderful blog of her own all about uh, creating a beautiful life. And if you check out her blog at lifewithdee.com, um, I think you'll really enjoy that. So thank you, Dee. I appreciate you as a member of this community and for your kind words about the podcast. I think that's it. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their outstanding cloud accounting service. If you're running a small business or you know, you're a solopreneur, check them out. Visit freshbooks.com woman and enter the productive woman, the words, the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Kara. I hope you found something in it uh, that was helpful to you. I really look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again soon. So until then, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. 
find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.